Hello, my name is Becca Stackhouse Morrison, and I am ready for you to tune in each episode to hear ways to become you. Looking at ways you can be your authentic and intentional self, you'll finish each episode motivated to live life more authentically. I learned how to be truly me through relationships, chronic disease, finances, and taking each journey along the way. Talk about the real aspects of life? Of course. Relationships, finance, nutrition, hardships, exercise are all topics that we will discuss. Pull up a seat, drive safely down the road, or get into that workout groove to be challenged, motivated, and encouraged to be you. This is the Stacked Intent Podcast. Um. Well, welcome back to today's episode of Stacked Intent. We're going to be talking about some tips and dropping some ideas about how you can be mindful. And we are going to do that specifically with how you're intentionally stacking your life through a lot of jujitsu is going to be incorporated in this one. So I am Becca Stackhouse Morrison, your host, and our guest today is Molly Rogers, and I will let her introduce herself. Thank you, Becca. My name is Molly Rogers. I'm 16 years old. I live in Jaken, Georgia, and I'm a Brazilian jiu-jitsu competitor under Positive Balance in Tallahassee, Florida. And I also own my own jiu-jitsu school for kids only, Rogers Jiu-Jitsu in Jaken, Georgia, where I live. So we are going to be talking to Molly kind of about mindset and why this is important. So let's get started today. Her objectives for kind of where we're headed in our conversation is how mindfulness works for jiu-jitsu, how anxiety in jiu-jitsu can kind of correlate, and then some breathing exercises that can happen as well. So Molly, let's get started with that first one. So how, what is mindfulness for you in jiu-jitsu? Well, mindfulness in jiu-jitsu to me is focusing on what you're doing, what your um, what your intention is with your moves, focusing on what you're doing, um, imposing your will and your game on that person rather than focusing on everything else around you, being in the moment, being in the present, things like that. So when we look at what mindfulness that kind of plays along with overall, our mindfulness is the quality of being conscious or aware of something. So how did you find this to be so important in jiu-jitsu? Um, so I have, as you mentioned about the anxiety part, we'll get into that, but I have really bad anxiety and it's come down a lot thanks to um, some practices I've been doing, but um I started going to therapy about two years ago and it was this lady, she would constantly kind of mention mindfulness and how it should be more important to me with what I do. And she showed me some exercises I can do and ways to think and focus on, Hey, think about your grip here or think about your pressure you're directing here and just focus more on yourself and your own thoughts and what your purpose is and what you're doing during your match and your rolling instead of everything else that's going on around you. So be more in your own present moment and focus on what you're doing. So you do that in jujitsu. You're, you find that way to be present. So jujitsu for people that don't know, let's, what is jujitsu? 
Jiu-jitsu is a type of martial art. It's a mixture of wrestling, judo, there can be some sambo, um, and it also has sweeps. And our submissions are they're variations of joint locks, chokeholds. That's kind of the general. Okay. So do you do no gi and gi, or are you specialized in one of those? I do both pretty equally. Pretty equally both. Okay. So you you talked about the mindfulness happening in the gym. Does it, the mindfulness happen as you're, because you're a really big competitor. So does it start to happen as you're getting ready for your competitions? Yes. I've really had to learn what kind of mindset I had to be in for competition because some tournaments are small local events and I'm a little more relaxed at those, but then we go to bigger things like the Pan Ams and the Worlds and bigger tournaments and you really have to make sure you're staying focused. It's bigger crowds, a lot more popular people. It can get a little bit chaotic and you can stress yourself over it, but you really have to focus on yourself and don't, think too much about what they're going to do just be confident in your game and think about yourself because I've discovered if I get too focused on them I get weaker with everything I do during competition like my grips kind of get weaker and I get a little sloppier because I'm thinking too much about what they're doing but if I come in there with my intentions and I'm focused then things work out better have you seen a difference in your mindfulness from when you started seeking help with a therapist to now? If that's been I, a few years. I did. Um, I'm no longer going to therapy, but um, uh, some things I just kind of had to figure out on my own. But it has definitely helped me focus a little more up here rather than being scatterbrained and just all over the place at tournaments, I really think about myself more and what I'm intending to do. That's awesome. That's awesome. So you use it for your actions, your surroundings. How do you kind of use your mindfulness in your breathing? Well, in breathing, the more um, when you get nervous, it can screw up your breathing patterns. You get a little frustrated. You just, it's your breathing um, quickens, I guess. Quickens? it speeds up yeah so um I've just had to learn how to control that through exercises um one of the my physical therapy coach actually he's one of the purple belts at our gym and his name is Chris Blanco he's the one helping me with my physical therapy for my back but he's also very into um breathing and how breathing can help you in life and relieve pain and I guess a sense of mindfulness so um He's helped me a lot more with controlling it during breathing and nasal breathing is a big part of it. So rather than just breathing with your mouth and constantly trying to push out the CO2 instead of focusing on the oxygen you're pulling in. That's awesome. So how often do you do some of those focuses on your breathing? I try to do it every time I roll. And he also has me do um, short walks, holding like, Right here, I'm holding one uh, nostril closed and just walking and trying to breathe just through one nostril. But um, you think clear when you're breathing through your nose, because if you just start breathing through your mouth, you're losing breath. You're not breathing in as much and you get a little scatterbrain. You can get more clogged. But if you're controlling your breath 
and breathing in through your nose and out through your nose. And every now and then you can breathe through your mouth when you have to. I've discovered that makes me think a lot better during roles. And I stay a lot more focused, have a clearer mind, and can make smarter decisions. So have you implemented any of those things with the kids that you're teaching? When you're teaching? Not yet. I would like to. I do tell them when they get frustrated or if they get put in a bad spot, I immediately tell them one deep breath and then let's get back to it. Because I know if I don't, they'll get a little frustrated and just start flailing everywhere. And I'm like, we have to control ourselves. And then we make a smart decision to get out of our bad position. That's great advice for kids, but it's great advice for us too. So playing off of that, how you tell them in positions to be mindful, take that deep breath. How do you translate that into day-to-day life? How do you think they can take that into the world? Well, I hope by starting with just moments like that in class, or if they get frustrated, I'm like, hey, buddy, let's breathe. And then when they get stiff and frustrated during drills too, I'm like, just relax your body. Let's breathe for a second. And then we're going to continue. I'm kind of hoping with that, that that'll carry on into the rest of their lives. Whenever they get frustrated, they just take in a deep breath, focus on themselves and then continue with what they're doing. So we're starting off with this. That's a great way to start. I really think that if I look back on a lot of my athletics, that a lot of how dealing with things came from how you dealt with them as I was a swimmer for a long time. So how you dealt with them in the pool, how you dealt with them on the basketball court and then now how you deal with them on the map so I definitely think that does help so you're doing these exercises and the breathing exercises how do some of those play into your anxiety well he's taught me coach Chris has taught me a little more about um how the anxiety can start I guess with when it comes to breathing so um He's told me it's it has to do with a part of it has to do with CO2 tolerance and when you're pulling it all in and then so when uh, you pull it in as oxygen, but then you need to disperse it to get it out. Right. So we're working on my tolerance and keeping it in. So um, one of the exercises we'll do is I'll get on the bike and at like a pretty decent pace and I'll take four regular breaths through my nose. And then on the fifth one, I'll bring it in and hold and just hold as long as I can until those anxiety alarms start going off. And then I let it out through my nose. And then we do that repeatedly for a few minutes. Okay. So that's awesome. So you're really learning how to manage your anxiety, really. Those breathing do you think that this helps you some in being a teacher of being able to recognize when these kids may be having some anxiety problems on the night? Oh, it definitely has. It's helped me. Um, I found some of the kids I relate to easier through focusing on my problems and trying to correct what's going on in my life. And it's made me spot some things in the other kids that I'm like, hey, that's similar to what I had to deal with and maybe help me help them. Because anxiety is one of those things that it's a feeling of worry, nervousness, um, and it typically is from an event or something of an uncertain outcome. So do you think that that has more, do you have more anxiety the closer you get to a competition? Definitely. About 
it usually hits me about two weeks out because well that's usually when the fight posters come out so i look at it and it's like really real but um even just regular tournaments like right now i'm two weeks out from my last tournament of the year agf in tampa and it's it just always hits me like i'll i'll look at the divisions and i'm like oh my gosh i'm actually doing this there's my name like it freaks me out a little but uh it just it helps me learn to um i'm just learning to control it now that's really the only way sometimes we can beat things is learning how to take control of them and be real intentional with them in our life with being mindful and and having some anxiety where do you think you have are able to take it from just jujitsu in your life are you able to apply it to conversations or relationships you have of being able to be mindful of when your anxiety might be creeping in I try to. It's helped me um, focusing on correcting my anxiety and relieving that anxious feeling has definitely helped me because it started with jujitsu, but then it got to where this is probably about two years ago. It got to where it was daily. I would just have panic attacks very regularly and I wasn't quite sure what was causing it. I was just like freaking out all the time. And definitely solving it with jujitsu and just like figuring out what the root of it is has helped me in daily life with discovering what kind of sets it off and doing that has helped me change my habits and just much less anxiety I haven't had a panic attack in a really long time now it's probably been quite a few months (laughs) that's awesome that's awesome so what are some other if somebody was really trying to work on how they could be more mindful in their jiu-jitsu, what would some of your tips be for them? So I've really had a problem remembering that it's not too serious. Like, it's a big deal competing, but it's also like, hey, everyone's got your back. We're all right here. It's going to be okay. So that's kind of the start of it is accepting that um, it's not the end of the world, no matter what happens. You're going to be cool. Um, So that's where I have to start with it. Definitely um, one of the things that makes me, that kind of determines if I'm going to win or perform well or not is if I'm confident enough in how much I've trained and just the work I've put in. If I feel confident in my roles, then I could tell you days before I'm like, okay, I'm going to be able to win. Like I'll be okay. It's just how much, time I'm putting in the gym and how much effort has definitely helped me I'm like it makes me feel more confident before I compete which that just does wonders when it comes to this stuff how do you do so I guess that plays into the training how do you decide how much time you need to put in and if you're putting enough time in uh it's really just what deter how I feel well It can be like who I'm beating in class or just if I'm picking up new stuff I'm trying to work on, like if it's actually working now, that makes me feel like, okay, we've done the work. You're you're definitely improving because these things are working now. Um, Just that kind of stuff. And if I feel good moving, you know, things like just breathing, one of them for sure. But if I feel better moving around than I do, because sometimes we all feel sluggish on the mats, but just things like that kind of determine um, that stuff. Yeah. 
Okay. So how are you mindful to make sure you get the time you need? Because now you have a gym that you run and classes that you run. So how do you make sure that you get your own training in the way that you need it? Well, as of lately, as of since I opened the gym, I've mostly been focused on that gym and doing my physical therapy. But I try to get in as many sessions as I can. I do pretty much half of the half of the week in here a couple times a day just as much as I can and then I come to our open mats and if I can't do that I go and train at some other gyms in our area those kinds of things or if I need to I'll work at home have teammates come over and since we have the Rogers Jiu-Jitsu now I can just bring them in there so so just making sure you keep the time that does your world most of everybody you know do Jiu-Jitsu Pretty much. I mean, there's, I've kind of, once you're, jujitsu is a lifestyle, really. Jiu-jitsu, you have to, you got to live it if you really want to do it. I've discovered that in these past couple of years. One of my coaches explained that to me a long time ago. And I quit dance, changed gyms, fully committed myself to it. And I was like, he's right. Like, this is a lifestyle. So I've pretty much surrounded myself in jujitsu people. But I do try to hang out with my normal people as much as I can (laughs) makes sense that makes sense so why do you think that you have to it has to be your lifestyle what makes jiu-jitsu have to be your lifestyle you have to you kind of have to live in it to be confident in it when you compete you know like I was saying or it's mostly um just with my experiences because it's it's diet it's training you know you have to be committed to the gym if you want to win especially with these divisions these girls I'm fighting are savages so we have to be in there they're in there two and three times a day every day just to beat just to beat us so it's that it's your mindset like we've been talking about you really have to stay focused pretty much all the time Mm -hmm. That's definitely true, especially on the levels that you're working on competing on. You definitely have to stay focused and be mindful with it. So with your breathing and anxiety, how do you take that outside the gym? How do you bring your breathing into your outside of jiu-jitsu world? Well, I like to do just take deep breaths whenever I need to decompress, um, just hang out in the car, let the windows down, park it somewhere and just just breathe or even in my room sometimes I just stop kind of close everything off and breathe but um it's it's just become a lot more controlled lately so and obviously I do the exercises he tells me to do whenever I can so those are awesome those are awesome so with the breathing and mindfulness because we hear a lot of times sometimes you've got to be in that real quiet space to be mindful what creates your perfect space to be able to be mindful, stop, and breathe? Honestly, the gym is my relaxation place. Um, this place right here that I'm sitting in is probably the most relaxing to me because um, jujitsu has always been the kind of thing, like I've given up on dance, I've given up on lifting before. Like I just kind of get bored or annoyed with everything else. But I know for the past, like, six years, I can come in here and I'm just never annoyed with it. So I'd have to say this is probably the most comfortable, relaxing space I could be in to just breathe. 
That's awesome. What made you find that in the jiu-jitsu gym? Find the comfort? Mm-hmm. It's really the people you're surrounded with, especially these guys right here, because they took me in and pretty much immediately um, they're like, hey, we can we're going to carpool to Orlando and all compete or we're going to fly out to Texas. Come on, just come with us. You know, they they these people, especially the coaches and you don't see this with a lot of all of the coaches in our area, but they are really surrounded themselves in jujitsu, too. And all of those medals on the wall, it's wrapped around, but that's my coaches right there. And they compete right along with us. So they're pretty much going out representing us and saying, hey, this works. You're going to be okay. You can trust us here. And they've just always treated me like family. So That's awesome. So it's having that sense of doing it together, being close and doing it together really helps with it and it does so do you feel yourself carrying that over into what you're doing in your gym I'm trying uh because I we have I have my stuff out too for competition and I'm kind of like hey I do this very regularly and some of it's on the highest level of competition there is at least for my age but you know it's some of the highest and biggest shows you can do and I just Making sure everyone in the gym feels secure in what they're learning. You know, they're com- they're confident, like, okay, she's a good coach. We can trust her with this. You know, so regularly posting, like, my competition highlight reels and that kind of stuff. And also, um, I can just relate to the kids more. And that's mostly because I'm closer to their age than some coaches are. You know, I'm only 16. So it just kind of works out that way. Hey, it works. It means you're going to have something that's really coolly built. So is there anything else on mindfulness that you can think that would be a key point for somebody if this is all they walked away with on mindfulness and how it helps them relax in a tough situation? Because jujitsu can put you in some really hard situations. What would one piece of something they needed to walk away with be? I would say... Do not get too – you just really have to focus on yourself because people get too caught up, especially in matches. Like all of my friends, they're like, oh, I have to study this person. Study, 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 study. And I'm like, yeah. For me, I personally, like I'll watch their videos and I'm like, okay, I get kind of the general idea of what they do, but then I have to focus on myself because if you really do want to go in and be the best that you can be, you have to be secure in what you're doing and make sure that all your ducks are in a row, you feel confident in yourself, you put in the work, you're, you can feel yourself improve, because that's what really relieves my anxiety, if I know I'm improving. But I would say just focus on yourself more than you're focusing on your competitors. I think that that is very important. How do you think that translates into our life? Do you think it's important to look at what everybody else is doing or focus on our own self-development? I think it's pretty, you have to focus on yourself before you focus on, like, helping. My dad has always said, you got to help yourself before you can help other people. Mm-hmm. And that's very true. Um, I think you should still try to help other people improve, you know, suggest some good things like focusing on your mindfulness. And I've always suggested you did too. But just that kind of stuff, you know? Yeah, I very much agree. 
I've, you can never, it's always that you can't pour from a half empty cup. So if you're not filling yourself in, you really can't put into other people. So I do think that is awesome. So just to kind of recap what we have is that first topic is the mindfulness of jujitsu and staying present in that mind. Uh, and then that second topic was uh, Molly gave us the tip on the nasal breathing. So either while you're, if you're doing jujitsu, while you're rolling, focus on breathing in and out of your nose, or you can walk around and focus on breathing in and out of one of your nostrils. And then our last one was the learning to just control your own anxiety. So really what I heard her you saying a lot was just kind of recognize when it's approaching and then being able to take control of it, find those methods and ways that help you. Um, and one thing that you help your kids do when you're teaching them is when you are frustrated, take one big deep breath and then try to do it again. And I've heard that that even helps in life sometimes. So do you have anything else to add before we add our call or challenge for everybody? I think that's pretty much it. Just I can't emphasize enough being focused on your own mentality and making sure you're all aligned in that area and then maybe try to help other people if they're willing to take it, you know. And sometimes people just aren't ready to hear the what you have to offer but you may plant a seed. So the challenge that I would have for anybody that's listening is to go find, if you are struggling with anxiety or anything along those lines, find the place to help yourself. But one thing to, that I challenge you to do, the challenge would be go outside, find yourself a quiet spot and go take two or three big deep breaths and really focus on breathing in and out through your nose. And then go and move on to what the next thing is that you have that day. Hey, Molly, if anyone wanted to kind of follow along with your journey or connect with you because they're in the same areas, what would be the ways that they could do that? Well, if you wanted to focus on or to follow me personally, I would I'm open a Facebook friends, which is just Molly Rogers, my first and last name. And then if you wanted to follow my Instagram, which is pretty much pure jujitsu and some life stuff, it's at, and then Molly Rogers, but instead of an S at the end, it's three Zs. And then if you're wanting to come train with me, my gym is Positive Balance Jiu-Jitsu. It's a Soul Fighters affiliate in Tallahassee, Florida. You can follow their Instagrams and Facebook. And then if you wanted to come train or your kids wanted to come train under me, they could come to Rogers Jiu-Jitsu in Jake and Georgia and follow our Facebook and Instagram. <laughs> awesome. Well, thank you so much. That brings us to the end of today's episode of Stacked Intent. And we enjoyed having you along today, Molly. Thank you. Thank you so much for having me, Becca. That brings us to the end of this episode of Stacked Intent. If you loved this episode as much as I did, head on over and rate and subscribe so you'll never miss an episode. New episodes are going to be dropped on Thursdays. Until then, this is Becca, and don't forget, enrich your life by being intentional.
This podcast was created, produced, and recorded and edited by Stacked Intent.